Good morning, everybody. It is Palm Sunday. We are so glad that you have joined us online. And here we are, I think, in week four of doing uh, church online. And so far, uh, it's gone fairly well for us. It's been uh, a little bit hectic and frantic in the first weeks, but it's gotten a little more comfortable and easier as it's gone along. I'm sure a lot of you, it's been, it's been a great experience just to be able to be at home and to enjoy the comforts of home. And yet there's this element about missing each other. And, and I was actually just uh, on my phone looking at the, the live chat uh, happening just before the service. And I love seeing people um, just coming on and saying good morning. It's like our lobby experience. And some of you are waving palm trees. I tried to find a branch that looked like a palm branch. So feel free to do that. Scroll through your emojis. Find something that looks like the palm tree or the branch. And uh, throw some of those up just uh, as a way of, of waving our palm branches, which the church has used as a symbol of commemorating uh, Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus. So kids... Uh, I know that for you guys, this can also be fun. Last week, uh, I was reminded that I actually didn't come back and finish the Simon Says part. So some of you maybe were just sitting quietly for the entire week, which I'm sure your mom and dad really appreciated. But what I want to do right now is, is give you permission to go and get some paper and some crayons or pencil crayons or markers because I'm going to, uh, in a moment, encourage you to uh, draw a picture for me and then upload it or send it to me via email uh, later this week, uh, maybe even later today and tomorrow because I want to see the pictures that you drew. And uh, even if you are 12, um, grab some paper and, and draw me some pictures and then we will try to create a, a bit of a montage of those and throw them up on our Facebook page. But so I'm going to invite you to draw me a picture of something about Palm Sunday, whether it's Jesus on a donkey or a palm branch or somebody with a smiley face. I'll show you my picture in a moment, but um, right now I want to invite you to um, listen to Christopher Rosevere. He's our new youth director. He's been with us only a few weeks, really, for two months, and then, and then everything got switched. So... A lot of you haven't had the opportunity to meet Christopher, and we've asked him to do the welcome, the announcements this week, and he's going to pray for us. And so we're going to switch over to Christopher, who, who um, put this up earlier this week. We're making it available for you here this morning. So let's watch Christopher right now. Good morning, everyone. I'm Christopher, and I'm our Director of Youth Ministry here at New Life. Paul asked me to share some announcements with you this morning, but before I do... Let me first off say welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us in this weird online way of being church together. Clearly, this is not our typical Sunday morning service. Uh, and yet, even though we're meeting all over the place in different houses around different devices, uh, we believe honestly that because of the amazing God that we serve, we are being brought together as a community, both forming one another and being formed. Uh, so if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. And if you're a more long-time uh, member, welcome back. For the rest of the morning, we're going to be keeping things pretty simple. I'll carry on in a bit to some announcements. Following that, there will be some prayer. And then Paul will share some teaching time with us after that. 
So you know all of us staff are working from home. Um, you might have noticed that yes, I am in my office currently, but that's because my internet at home is made of literal garbage. So I come here to you know steal the better internet from time to time. The point is, the building is closed, but we are still here for you. Uh, if there's anything that you need, you can contact the office as normal, and there are some uh, prompts on there for you to get in touch with any of us here on staff that you might need. If you need prayer or any other kind of support, just someone to talk with, please feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, you can also get our information off of the New Life Collingwood website. It's newlifecollingwood.com, and our emails and our phone numbers are all there. Please, we're here for you. Reach out. Uh, by now, you might be getting pretty sick and tired of this whole social distancing thing. Um, just from all of us on staff, just uh, supporting you, we want to encourage you, keep at it. We know that this is hard. We know that this is frustrating. And in some cases, you're, you're absolutely trapped at home with all of these other lovely family members that you have to, you know, hide from. We know that this is just such a difficult time for all of us. So it's critical that we keep at this, that we, we flatten this curve. Um, it's not fun. It's not easy. Um, but we're in this together. Uh, so thank you uh, for your continued effort to, to stay home uh, and to stay healthy. On that subject, um, can we just encourage you to reach out to one another? Uh, if you haven't yet kind of said hi to somebody that maybe you normally would on, say, a Sunday morning, please do that. Uh, if you're my age or younger, these text devices that you have have a really cool feature. Um, it's got a number function, and if you open that and you tap the glass in the right order, it will actually connect you to another person that you can talk with in real time. It's pretty cool. Um, the uh, more seasoned of you might remember that as a phone call. They still work. Reach out and support one another. We really do miss seeing all of you in person, but uh, you might notice that uh, down there, or maybe, maybe it's down there, in one of these sides over here, there is a chat box, and you can actually just pop in there and say hi to one another. Many of you might be doing that right now, but why don't you go ahead, and if you haven't already, take a moment and just say hi to everybody, and maybe just say real quick what you've been doing to pass the time and um, we can just sort of see what everyone's up to. So go ahead and, and do that now if you like and please continue to use that. So on to some actual uh, announcements for you. Good Friday is coming up, if you can believe that. Easter's really almost upon us. Um, so there will be a Good Friday devotion and communion on, uh, well, Friday. We encourage you to have bread and juice or because you're at home, you can have bread and juice. Have that ready so that we can actually do virtual communion together at 10 a.m. That's Good Friday. Easter Sunday, we're going to be doing a live stream similar to what we are now um, at 10 a.m. So over the coming week, as a part of that, what we'd actually like for you to do is to just really quickly take a video of yourself saying hi, wishing everyone a happy Easter. Uh, it doesn't have to be more than a couple of seconds, and we want to take all of those different videos and splice them together into a montage so that we can sort of, as a community, get a glimpse of how everybody's doing. Uh, so please take that video and you can upload that however you see fit. You can email that to us and we will um, compile that all together so that we can have a little bit of a hello from everybody in our various different corners of the world. Uh, 
On the subject of uploading video, you might have noticed that our YouTube, our New Life Youth YouTube channel has been pretty active. We've got weekly teaching videos um, coming out for junior and senior high that are, are there and available to you. You should be getting my emails about those, uh, so feel free to pop on over after the sermon perhaps, and you can take a look at some of the content that's there. Additionally, we're playing this pretty awesome game that I really encourage you to be a part of. Uh, there's three different tasks or challenges each week that we encourage you as a household to participate in, and Send us your video of that, and we're going to actually have a, a constant leaderboard for the coming weeks just to see who's, uh, who's in the lead and who's doing the best job kind of keeping themselves occupied and busy. It's just one way that we're trying to sort of stay in touch, doing some fun youth sort of related things uh, through this whole isolation and pandemic stuff. So please check that out as well uh, after service today. For kids, there's lots going on for you too. Um, there's tons of resources that you might have noticed that are available through the links that we're supplying in our weekly emails. And additionally, uh, Chris is leading, not, not me, I'm Christopher, other Chris uh, with a K, is leading New Life Kids Online. So if you haven't yet, you can uh, just email children at newlifecollingwood.com and she'll make sure that you get an invitation to the awesome uh, well, just really cool family time that she's running there. We still want to minister to people, uh, and one way that we can do that is to invite our friends and family members online and watch the service. To be honest, this has never been easier. People don't have to get out of their pajamas in order to come and be a part of service, so that obstacle is entirely removed. As long as people have a phone or a laptop, they can just, with one press, be here in service with us. So if you know anybody, feel free to send them a link to what we're doing here and uh, just give them a chance. Reach out and say, hey, maybe you should give this a try. And lastly, especially for this Easter, uh, because of how easy it is uh, to link folks, we encourage you to link our website or the YouTube channel. Uh, so please, if you haven't yet, subscribe. You can just press the little button in whichever corner it is, because I have no idea what orientation I am to you on your screen. Click the subscribe button. That'll let you know when we've gone live or when, when our videos get posted. It's just a helpful way that you can you know, stay in touch. So everything that we're doing now is some virtual version of what we might do in person or on a Sunday, and that includes offering. So some of you are already signed up to do offering uh, digitally or automatically, thank you for that. Uh, and some of you might be looking for or waiting for an opportunity to sort of make that, um, make that act of worship, so feel free to please do that now. You can jump over to our website and you can click the Give button that's there, and it's fairly straightforward, or it should be, and it'll walk you through how you can give online. Uh, so to close off here, uh, I would just love to pray. And again, thanks for tolerating me being kind of silly up here. Um, but really, we're so glad that you could join us and so glad that we can be here in one spiritual space, worshiping together this amazing God that we serve. So would you, if you can, uh, pause here for a minute and not, don't pause the video. Uh, let's pause ourselves and um, say a word of prayer to our Lord. Let's pray. Hey God, uh, thank you so much for who you are and for all that you do. Thank you for this amazing gift of the internet and technology that allows us to stay in touch in a way that previously was impossible. And thank you, uh, Holy Spirit, for being here and present with us in our living rooms, in our, our bedrooms, uh, wherever we happen to be, God. 
Thank you for binding us together as one people through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, your Son. We pray, Lord, uh, for this time that we have, uh, for all of the various needs, gosh, that are flying around all over. Um, we lift up our concerns to you, our fears to you, our anxiety to you, O oh God. We live for you and we give our lives into your hands, trusting you for strength for today and hope for tomorrow. We pray for those among us who are vulnerable or who might have even already fallen ill, whether that's with this disease or some other sickness, God. We pray for your Holy Spirit to reach into their bodies, to strengthen them with supernatural power, Lord, and to heal them in a way that only you can. And Father, we pray that you would even now touch each of our hearts as we seek to listen and to be built up and blessed um, by the words of your servant, Paul, as he speaks to us. We thank you again, God, for how good you are, for how amazing you are, and for how you see us through these troubling times. We give ourselves to you, and we pray for your blessing today. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Christopher, thank you for doing that. Um, if you find yourself in a place this morning that you would like prayer, uh, on the bottom of your screen, there is an email address that you could just uh, send an email and tell us what you'd like prayer about, prayer at newlifecollingwood.com. Or if you prefer, you can call the phone number, which is our church phone number, and you can leave a message there. And then we have a team of people that are willing to, to pray for you. And this will go to that team of people, uh, a network of uh, people who will pray and, uh, and lift you up to God um, and ask him to, to work in your life and to answer the prayer requests that you would like to ask. You know, I was watching the video while you were and thinking if this, um, if this self-isolation or the social distancing continues where we stay at home, uh, it won't be too long and my hair is going to start to look like Christopher's. And uh, I'm curious to see uh, what that might look like. So kids, earlier I asked you um, to get some paper and some pencils. Some of you might have missed that, although you probably didn't because you were all on your couch ready to watch at 10 o'clock because that's how the new life culture is, is people come and they're ready on time. Except for you. Yeah, no, not you, beside you. Still in the pajamas? Welcome. We're glad you made it anyway. Kids, I want to show you my picture. Do you want to see the picture that I colored this morning? Yeah? Give me a big shout if you want me to show you the picture that I colored. I didn't hear you very well. A little bit louder. Okay, okay, okay. Here is the picture that I colored this morning. What do you think of that? So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to put it over here. You can use that draw a picture of something that has to do with Palm Sunday. And then you can get your mom and dad to help you email that to me, paul at newlifecollingwood.com. Send me that picture and we will put them together and we'll put them on our Facebook page. We'll create a little, little montage of all the pictures that we get in. Moms, dads, uh, anybody, feel free to also do the same thing. Okay? Now... If you remember, 
about a year ago, something very uh, exciting happened, not quite a year ago, um, but if I held up this shirt, that would probably help you know what I'm talking about. And if you see the number on the front, you will understand whose number that is. And I wanted to start today the, the talk about Palm Sunday by showing you this shirt. And I'll show you the back. Uh, it's a Kawhi Leonard shirt. And thanks to my friend Tony for giving me, for giving me the, uh, the shirt to use. I'm not going to keep it up there. I'm not as big of a basketball fan as a lot of you are. But a little uh, less than a year ago, Kawhi Leonard led the Toronto Raptors to an, an NBA championship. And if you remember the parade that happened, it was crazy. All the people in Toronto, we the North, who were celebrating the whole team, but particularly this one man. He was the star of the show. And a lot of you can remember that shot uh, in game seven, I think it was against Detroit, where he uh, hit it from the corner of the, of the baseline and it bounced and bounced and bounced and went in. And then, of course, they went on to win the championship in the, in the final round. Most people loved Kawhi Leonard. And just, I remember the, the commercials and people offering him all kinds of things to stay, all kinds of favors and benefits if he would just stay in Toronto. And of course, not long after that, the, the sad news came out that he wasn't going to stay in Toronto. And for a lot of people, their love for Kawhi Leonard turned into something less than love. Some people were still in favor and commended him, but there were a lot of people who switched. And they loved him, and then in some ways they hated him because he wouldn't stay, and they felt like he was just after the money and going back to L.A. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, your reasons for that, but people have this nature of praising someone, and then they can quickly turn. We are fickle when we are in groups. We can switch quickly. And that has happened throughout history for lots of different leaders. And it actually is part of the background to the story of what we're celebrating today, Palm Sunday. This is the day that Jesus comes to Jerusalem for the last time, one week before he would be killed. And as he comes to Jerusalem, the crowds erupt and they celebrate. And they're shouting out all kinds of wonderful praises to Jesus. And yet just a few days later, that crowd would shift and change. And so I want to talk a little bit about, about the significance of this, what's called the triumphal entry. Uh, I'm going to actually read today from John chapter 12, but you can also read about it in Luke chapter 19 or in Mark chapter 11 or in Matthew chapter 21. All four of the gospel writers, the good news writers giving an historical account about Jesus, they all share this story. So it's significant in what it means, what it meant back then, even what it still means for today. So I want to read from John 12 beginning at verse 12. And if you've got a Bible, you can follow along. Uh, if you're watching and you don't have a Bible and you'd like one, please, uh, again, call the church, send an email, and we'd be happy to get a Bible to you. But here's the story from John's perspective of the triumphal entry. John 12, verse 12. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. 
And a large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. And they shouted, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel! And Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things were written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus called Lazarus, had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. And that's the story in John 11 right before this. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. And then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. This is an interesting story because of what it means. For a lot of people, Palm Sunday is about celebrating Jesus, and we want to do that today. We want to join with the crowds that celebrate him. But I think we also need to pay attention to what Jesus does in the way that he enters Jerusalem. Because he begins to show us for, for not only groups of people, but for individuals, there is an us and them mentality that sits deep within every single one of us. And part of what he's doing is he is showing through the way he enters the city God's plan to upset that social order, to begin to remove the us and them mentality that exists not only in individuals but in whole groups of people or in whole nations. And if you are reading and, and following along, I would encourage you, read in John chapter 11. <clears throat> John chapter 11 is the story of Jesus actually going to uh, his friend Lazarus who became, who was sick and then he died and then a few days later Jesus came and he rose him from the dead and people are freaking out about how this has happened and as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem according to John's account Lazarus is with him and that's why so many people are outside the city who want to see Jesus let's face it uh, today if that happened I think it would create a commotion and there'd be a lot of people who wanted to see who did this how did this happen and after he raises Lazarus from the dead, there are a group of leaders. They're religious leaders, but they're also the leaders of the nation. They are the rulers of, of the, uh, the nation of Israel. And they're becoming really concerned about the popularity of Jesus because he is becoming a threat to the way things are. The political order, the religious order, the social order, the economic order. And they want to do something about it. So if you look in John 11 at verse 48, and we'll put this up on the screen for you. This is how they respond to the popularity of Jesus. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. And then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. See, there's a sense of nationalism that they have. And their sense of nationalism is about who, who are the people who are acceptable and worthy Jewish people who were followers of the Torah, of the Hebrew Bible, who um, maintain the, the established dietary laws, 
who uh, practiced certain social laws that kept people on the outside and some people on the inside. And throughout Jesus' ministry, he is challenging this again and again. And this time as he enters into Jerusalem, he is making an ultimate claim of challenging that kind of thinking. And if you will, when you read the stories in Scripture, they are historical accounts, but they are also meant to teach us. And often when you read about the, the Jewish people in, from the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, even in the Gospels of Jesus, they actually represent our own story. And if you will let God show you, he will use them to show you things about yourself that, um, that God is doing. And in this case, Jesus is challenging the us and them mentality that he, they had. He's challenging their nationalism. And I think he still does that today. He wants to remove that propensity within us to create an us and a them. So look at the way he enters into the city. So if, if you're reading along, um, John tells us that he rode in on a donkey, verse 14. He enters the city on a donkey. And it's actually not even a, a donkey that's been ridden before. It's a young donkey that's never been ridden. And I have no idea whether that was a glamorous thing or not. Uh, the picture that I drew, the donkey looks pretty tame. But if you think about an animal that's never had anybody sit on it before, I don't know what that would have been like for him to ride that. But you see, leaders don't enter cities on, on an animal like a donkey. That's just almost humiliating. Leaders enter the city or enter the country on stallions. Big, beautiful, glorious stallions. That's how you enter a city. If you were to take that today, you come by private jet. And then you get into your limousine entourage and you have an armed guard and, and only certain people have access to you. That's how a leader enters a city or enters a country today. But Jesus doesn't enter like that. I think if he was entering into a city today, he'd probably be driving up on the motorway uh, in a Toyota Corolla. And uh, he probably would have had the back seat filled with hitchhikers that he picked up along the way. It's just a completely different way of looking at life and he's taking the system that's at play and he's flipping it upside down and he is making a statement that rulership doesn't have to be about dominating people in fact rulership should be about elevating people and part of this whole instance is jesus inviting us to allow him like he was inviting the Jewish people to allow him to be the ruler that they need, not necessarily the ruler they were looking for. They were looking for someone to come on a stallion. They were looking for the kind of leader that we enjoy following today. But Jesus was offering them something different. And he was saying, if you will let me, I will be your Lord. I will be your ruler. And in many respects, if we choose to follow Jesus, we are allowing him to be our first prime minister. No offense to Justin but it's about allowing him to, to be Lord of our lives. And he will challenge the us and them propensity. And he will show what legitimates proper rulership in God's kingdom. I want to read a quote for you from a man named Alan Storkey who's written a book called Jesus and Politics. It's a wonderful book 
which really makes you think about some of the things Jesus did through his life, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection, which we'll celebrate in one week. But we're going to put the quote up on the screen, and I want you to pay attention to the last sentence. But this is what he writes about Jesus and leading. No longer is the question the legitimation of rule, but the character of God's rule as the gentle lamb on the throne, deconstructing human domination and oppression. We learn that human oppression is unnecessary and abhorrent to God. And then I love this line. We are ushered into the throne room and find that the king took our coat at the door. We have this image of approaching God and he's on his throne and he's high and exalted. And here what Jesus is showing us is actually the king is taking our coat at the door like a servant. That is the riding entering into Jerusalem on a donkey. And the whole point of Jesus in doing this is to challenge the nationalistic thinking of the people of his day. It was a thinking that kept some people on the inside and other people on the outside. And it was restricting access to God. And Jesus was saying that is never appropriate. It is never okay to prevent people from coming to God who are seeking for God and looking for him, no matter who they are or what they're like. And so he's going to challenge not only the nationalism of that time, but he still does that today. And when I talk about nationalism, I'm, I'm not just talking about uh, Canada first, although isn't it interesting what's happening right now in the news with uh, the Americans and Donald Trump uh, talking to 3M and saying, Hey, no more masks to Canada, no more mask or medical equipment to Mexico. Uh, Germany complaining that somehow 200,000 masks disappeared that they had ordered from one of the factories in China. And in some ways, it don't, I don't think it's just the Americans that are kind of becoming um, cloistered in us first and nobody else. Remember a few weeks ago, the the grocery stores, people were just hoarding and we were asking, please, please stop doing that. It's not an every person for themselves kind of experience that we need right now. And I think some countries are doing that and it shows our nationalistic tendencies. And I actually think the kingdom of God challenges those nationalistic tendencies. It is so easy to, uh, it used to be people prayed a prayer uh, in Jesus' day, I thank you God that I'm not a Gentile or a non-Jew. Well, I think sometimes we're praying the prayer, God, thank you that I'm not an American. And, and I'm not sure that we're meant to pray that. I know we joke about it, but I think sometimes maybe we really are glad that we're not. And I think Jesus challenges this sense of we are better than, or us and them. Because it's about who we deem to be worthy. And I, and I think that's what he's really challenging that, you know, on the surface, maybe it's, hey, I love being Canadian because that's the best. But much below that, it's about deeming worth and value. Who's worthy to be loved? Who is worthy to receive grace? Who is worthy to be shown mercy? Who is worthy to be forgiven? And mentally, we have a pecking order in our minds, in our hearts, that we've established of who is worthy of receiving. And as you go down the list, they are less and less worthy of these things. And the entering into Jerusalem is a challenge of that kind of us and them thinking. It upset the national leaders of Jesus' day. And I think sometimes, if we're honest, we don't like to be challenged quite that much either. 
And yet that's what Jesus does. He invites us into God's way of doing things. God's economy, God's politics, God's social order. And often that will actually probably work against the way that we think is proper. And yet he invites us to to live this way, the way that he lived. Instead of dominating people, it's elevating people. So he wants to do away with our nationalism because he shows us God's heart for people. If you continue reading in John 12, if you just finish the triumphal entry, the very next verse in verse 20, John writes this, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip. And Philip and Andrew went to Jesus and told him, hey, there's some Greek people here who want to see you. And then Jesus actually responds to them in a very interesting way. He doesn't actually explicitly acknowledge the presence of these people who want to see him. At least John doesn't tell us that. But he says something. And I want to read what he says, and we'll put this up on the screen for you. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And then he goes on and he talks a bit more about some different things. And then he says this, And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. So sometimes we refer to that verse and we talk about, hey, it's wonderful that Jesus died so that everybody could be made right with God. And we, and we actually miss or we don't remember that this actually was in response to literal people on the outside wanting to have access to Jesus. And his response, some people have actually looked at this and thought he was rude, but far be it from that, he is actually elevating these outsiders and saying God's kingdom is for everyone. When I'm lifted up, signifying his death on the cross, I will draw everyone to myself, to the Father. God's kingdom is thrown wide open with what Jesus does. And his death, his resurrection, not only makes it possible for humanity to be restored to God, to be in right relationship with God, it actually makes it possible for us to be restored with each other. And we all know how much that's needed in our world today for the restoration of humanity, not only with God, but with one another. And Jesus entering Jerusalem is showing us how that's possible. You see, Jesus didn't just enter Jerusalem. He's been entering cities ever since. He's been entering hearts. Jerusalem, if you will, is an image of your own heart, of Jesus inviting you to let him in. Not just one time where some of you would say, yeah, I did that. It's a daily occurrence of allowing Jesus to be Lord, of allowing Jesus to be your first prime minister or your first president, if you will, or whatever other leader you prefer to use the title for. Jesus is saying, let me be preeminent. Let me be first and follow my rule, follow my leading. And when you do that, it is amazing to see how, how the humble one on a donkey actually begins to erode away the us and them mentality that exists w- within each of our hearts, mine included. And he shows us God's heart for everyone. And then that begs the question that people were wrestling with 
at the triumphal entry. What do you do with Jesus? Like Kawhi Leonard, people loved him, and then a little bit later, they hated him. Similarly with Jesus, he enters the city. So many people love him because it was a bit of a, an attraction. And then when they begin to realize what he was actually offering them. Many people didn't believe in him, and, and John tells us that. And the option is you reject him and maintain your way of living, or you embrace him or receive him and embrace his way of loving. And you see as you read through the rest of John 12, many people still didn't believe in him, and yet others did. And so Jesus says, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. And I recognize this in my own, in my own heart every day. Will I, will I receive Jesus as Lord and live under that lordship, under his way of living, and allow him to erode the us and me tendencies or the us and them tendencies in my own heart? Or will I just keep doing my own thing? The triumphal entry is an invitation for us to recognize the entrance of Jesus into our own lives each and every day we choose to allow him to be Lord. And when we do that, he will make our hearts much, much bigger. So it's no longer about marginalizing people. It's about throwing open the, the gates to the city, wide open, and calling out for anyone and everyone who is looking to come in and to experience the God that they're looking for. And so our privilege today is to receive that lordship of Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord, and begin to live under the new kingdom way of living and allow him to make our hearts much, much bigger. I wonder who is there in your heart and in your mind right now that's on the them column? Because I think the triumphal entry is a way of Jesus inviting you to allow him to help you move them from the them column into the us column. And for the people that are on that list, I invite you to actually just have a conversation with, with Jesus right now, inviting him to help you move beyond that and experience his love and share that love in whole new ways. Jesus restores us to God, but he restores us with one another with the new way of living in God's economy and having our hearts made much, much bigger. Amen. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the true and living God. You were the one that people were expecting, the Messiah. But you didn't come in the way that they were anticipating. And I'm reminded today how often when I'm going about my business, you arrive in ways that I just wasn't expecting. And maybe today is that day for many, many people who are listening and watching. And I pray that you would enter into our lives in the humble way that you entered into Jerusalem and that as you invite us to follow you, that we would respond affirmatively and embrace and experience your new way of loving. Remove the us and them that's in each of us, that we might live in your likeness, and that in doing that, it would be a way of expressing our praise to you, 
our first Lord, our first Prime Minister, our first President, above all and any other leaders. So we're going to use this week to celebrate you, Jesus, as we anticipate Good Friday, as we celebrate Easter. Even though we're at home, we will do it together as the people of God. We love you and we give ourselves to you this day. Amen. Amen. Thank you for, um, for tuning in with us today. I would actually like, before you sign off, I would like to just walk you through a few updates that are happening. Uh, you know that we have a COVID-19 response team. It just sounds like such a cool title. The COVID-19 response team. We're going to get them black jackets and, and special hats and earpieces. But there are a lot of people that are signed up on that list. You can still sign up today. Go to newlifecollingwood.com. Go to the homepage. You'll see uh, the place where you can sign up for that response team. We've actually broken that list into four different teams. So we have a sewing team, and they are sewing masks and scrub caps for a lot of uh, area organizations. They're not uh, medical for the hospitals, but there are a lot of other groups asking for them. And we have a whole team of people who are sewing them. We're going to put a picture up of those that you can see uh, what they've been doing. So that's one team that's at play. There's another team, which is the meal team. There, there are uh, numerous people that are collecting groceries. They're getting food. Uh, and they're making meals and then freezing them. And as people are either becoming sick or they are self-isolating and they need help with some, some one-off meals, individual meals for like a person or for a family, we've got a whole bunch of ready-made meals that are ready to go. And then we also have a team of people who are able to do the deliveries. And so just this week, um, my wife Claire was sewing some of the masks and we put them outside on the door and a gentleman came up and he collected them. I'm assuming he was one of our team. If not, then somebody's got some wonderful new masks that they um, weren't expecting. But we've got a delivery team. We have a grocery team that are going and getting meals or groceries for people who are sick or who are self-isolating. So in any of these, if you have a need, please call the church. Or email the church, uh, info at newlifecollingwood.com or office at newlifecollingwood.com. You can email me, paul at newlifecollingwood.com. Let us know of your needs, and then we will do what we can to try to address those. We also have a care team who are phoning people. There's a, a portion of our congregation or our New Life family that aren't online, so we are making sure that they get checked in on regularly. Again, if you're one of those people or you know someone they haven't been getting checked in on, let us know, and we'll make sure that they get added to the list. And they're just calling people who maybe need some encouragement as well. Again, in all of these, we want to do what we can to help you, and part of how that works well is if you actually let us know about the needs that are arising. There's a whole family here willing to journey through this with you. You don't have to do this alone. And at, as we noted at the beginning, we also have a prayer team. And uh, if you would like prayer, prayer at newlifecollingwood.com and uh, let us know uh, how we can pray for you. You'll notice too that there was a phone number on the screen periodically, a new phone number that uh, when I teach, I like to actually do some Q&A. We do that live on Sundays and um, I've got my phone here. So if there are any that come in, you can text me that number, 999, I think it's uh, 8693. And that is actually, um, it's an anonymous 
phone line, so it'll stay the same, and you can text and uh, text questions or comments that you have, and that will um, come to me here on the phone, and I can address them. And maybe we can get back to doing Q&A on Sundays um, as long as you send them during the service. See, I'm actually in the future, which makes me feel really powerful because you're receiving this broadcast about 30 seconds after I actually deliver it. So I am in your future. Let that mess with your heads. But if you text throughout the sermon, when I get to the end, I can look and see if there's uh, anything to address, and we can have some fun that way. So feel free to use that. Okay, uh, two final things. One, next Sunday is Easter, so we want to show you a video right now that we are going to ask you to share. Share it via email, share it on your Facebook posts. We really want to expand our our outreach online. And the easiest way to do that is through you, if you would be willing to, to share things like this. So we've got this video designed, put together, um, and we're just going to invite you to share it. So I want to give you the opportunity to watch it right now. Come on, Easter service is starting. Good morning, everyone. He's risen. What? I love it. Pajamas are optional. So if you would share that and invite your friends, it is so easy just to send a link and say, hey, would you be willing to join us? And would love to see us try to double our viewership, not only live, but the ones that happen later on in the week. And so we're asking if you'd be willing to partner with us on that. And one final thing, we wanna give the opportunity to try to see each other again. So here's what we're going to ask you to do. Take your phone and make a 10 second video that says Happy Easter or He is Risen and upload that onto the link that we've put. If you look down beneath the screen that's showing in the video description, there's a URL. If you click that URL, it will take you to the site where you can upload your 10 second video. And we'll put a whole bunch of them together as much as we can. And we'll create a whole video uh, montage of just one another saying Happy Easter. You are all invited to do that. If you are part of our e-blast that goes out on Saturdays, then you would have received in that email. The URL is in that email as well. So please do um, share the video. Please upload your 10-second videos. It'd be best if you did that today or tomorrow so that we get them earlier in the week because then we have to take the time to try to create the montage. So please uh, work with us. Be willing to do that. Kids, 
that's my picture. I hope that you guys came up with something well, little kids or big kids, and also send those to me via email. He is Lord. He is risen. We're going to celebrate that next week. Enjoy this week with one another, and we trust that God will reveal to you the things that you need to hear and experience this week. We will see you Friday at 10 a.m. for those who want to join us for a Good Friday devotional experience, uh, 10 o'clock right here on our channel, and then Sunday, next Sunday at 10 o'clock for Easter. God bless. We will see you Friday.